Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Hey there, Buffalo Bills fans. Welcome back to Believe, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast here on buffalorumblings.com. We are, of course, a proud part of the Buffalo Rumblings podcast channel. There are eight podcasts that give you the latest news on your Buffalo Bills, including our esteemed podcast, which recently celebrated its 100th episode, uh, Blitzed Bills, the Buffalo Rumblings Q&A, Breaking Buffalo Rumblings, Circling the Wagons, the Mafia Mavens, and of course, the insightful Nick and Nolan show. Uh, my name is John Boccasino. We are sitting here getting ready to preview week eight as the Buffalo Bills have their second of three home games in a row coming out of the It's a huge for the Bills. Uh, they want to obviously see if they can get to 10, that magic number that should guarantee them a, a playoff spot. I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, but when you start five and one and have a 74% chance of making the playoffs, you know, hopes get up and people get excited. And uh, there's a lot of hope that's permeating around New Era Field in Western New York. And of course, my esteemed colleague, Jamie D'Amico, is a co-host on this podcast. He, of the uh, optimistic attitude, just like myself, that the Bills are in a good place right now at 5-1. and one. Jamie, welcome to the podcast. I know that uh, we're, we're looking forward to Sunday's, Sunday's matchup with the Eagles. And I think when the year started, we both looked at this matchup during our week-by-week predictions, and we felt that this was going to be a very challenging game for the Bills, only because the Eagles were deemed to be the deepest team in the NFC with the most talent. That hasn't quite played out so far as the Eagles sit here with a 3-4 and four record. From what you can tell, what has gone wrong with this season so far for Philly? Philly, it looked no farther than the injuries. They have six excellent players who are going to be out. Amongst that, four of them are starters. Uh, you have three guys on the IR since just since the season began, including starter Malik Jackson at defensive tackle. It's hard to keep up with that. They have a very maligned pass defense, but both of their corners, starting corners, have been out for portions of the year so far. They're getting healthier, and I think this team is better than their 3-4 and four record indicates. This is going to be a show-me game for the Bills. There's absolutely no doubt about that. What do the Bills have compared to one of the deepest teams in the NFL? Well, we're about to find out, and it's going to be fun. Let's hope that... Uh, Let's hope that the Bills are up for the challenge and get up off the map because we know that the Eagles are going to smack them in the face a couple of times through this game. Yeah, it is definitely, Jamie, going to be a test game for the uh, for the Buffalo Bills, especially coming up. The Bills cannot afford to have a lackluster effort uh, in the first half, especially as we saw versus the Miami Dolphins. If the Bills get off to a slow start, the Eagles have enough talent that they could really Uh, bring it and make things quite uncomfortable at New Era Field. But I'm glad you brought up the injuries. You know, there's always 
those two fatal words when it comes to describing a team and their potential. And it's whenever a team is talked about, someone says, boy, that team is the best team on paper when healthy. And right now the Eagles are still not healthy. They're banged up. They are missing a ton of talent uh, on this team, including two former Bills in all pro tackle Jason Peters and linebacker Nigel Bradham, who have been rolled out for the game. Speedster wide receiver Deshaun Jackson has been rolled out of the game, as has talented jack-of-all-trades running back Darren Sproles. Even Tim Jernigan, a a strong presence on the defensive line, uh, he has been ruled out of this game as well. And so I think, Jamie, any preview for uh, an Eagles-Bills game, you have to start with the fact that Buffalo needs to take advantage of the weaknesses that the Eagles are presenting. And with Deshaun Jackson, their playmaker, out at wide receiver, with Jason Peters, their all-pro tackle, out with a major knee injury, you know, the Eagles are missing a lot of playmakers for Carson Wentz. And I know that the Eagles have uh, have come off two really shocking blowout losses, both to the Minnesota Vikings and the Dallas Cowboys. I will give them some relief on uh, not crushing them too badly for those losses because those are two of the better teams in the NFC. But when it comes to this matchup with the Buffalo Bills, I think that Buffalo has the advantage. I know the Bills are, I think, a point or a point and a half favorite on uh, on Sunday. But let's start our, our preview here with this question. With the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen, we know he has struggled with the deep ball. He is the best quarterback in the league, according to Pro Football Focus, with passes under 20 yards. And he is the worst quarterback in the league on passes over 20 yards. Do you think Brian Dable in this game plan tries to take advantage of a banged up and depleted Eagles secondary to get the deep ball going? I don't think so. And the reason for that is they, uh, they're getting their corners back, which would be Ronald Darby and Jalen Mills. Now, Jalen Mills has not had a great year so far. In fact, uh, the stats that I looked up, he's giving up 77.8% of his passes for completions that in which he's covering. Not good. However, their nickel corner, Avante Maddox, is ruled out for this game. I think what you're going to see is the little speedster, Cole Beasley, going across the middle and doing a lot of damage there, as well as getting the tight ends involved. We know Dawson Knox drops the ball quite a bit, but this will be the second game back for Tyler Croft. We'll see if he's able to get into it. I'm looking to see them try to get some things going across the middle against that nickel corner and against the backup linebackers who will be in there in place of Nigel Bradham. See what happens. Ronald Darby, excellent cover guy. We know him, former Bill. It's it's fantastic that we uh, that we see success of former Bills in the league because that means that when you trade players, well, you know, other teams know that they're getting value and that helps for future trades. However, Good player. He's going to be probably matched up on John Brown. It's a it's a tough matchup, and I, th- I think they're going to fight it out well, but I don't think you're going to see too many deep shots. And that raises a, a question that I have for you, John. With Josh Allen being abysmal with a deep ball and good underneath, do you start to pull the deep ball out of the offensive plan? See, here's the thing, Jamie, and I'm glad you bring up uh, this And we're here, of course, talking on Believe about the Buffalo Bills Week 8 matchup with the Philadelphia Eagles. I think it's really important Sunday for the Bills to try. Maybe it's the first play of the game. Maybe it's that first series. A, I think the Bills should activate Robert Foster. Um, I think with Duke Williams being out for the game on Sunday, 
the Bills have a need for another wide receiver. For whatever reason, Foster was an inactive. I know McDermott said it was you know a, a game plan and a play calling uh, reason why Foster was out. Not that Foster has done much of anything in the past game, but that's exactly why I think the Bills should dust off their deep threat. I know John Brown is a fantastic deep threat and he can run a 4-3-40 and he's lights out speed. But for me, I want to see the Bills take a shot. And I think Josh Allen's due. We've been saying that all year long, but I really think he is due to complete one of these deep balls. And I would love to see on that very first possession, John Brown split out on one side, Robert Foster split out on another side, Cole Beasley in the slot, have Devin Singletary with Frank Gore in the backfield and just throw a deep ball to either the left or the right side, depending on the coverage. Darby can be taken advantage of on the deep balls. I think the confidence for Josh Allen and just hitting one of these would send him through the roof. And uh, I think that the Bills should try to see what they can do. Because even when uh, Darby has been out there, I know he's coming back, but the, the Eagles, one of the biggest reasons they're three and four is teams are picking on them with deep shots. Their corners have been extremely vulnerable this year to the deep ball. And I would just love to see Josh Allen come out and try to connect on one long ball on that first drive. Of course, Jamie, the, the variable in all of this is <laughs> the weather is looking awful on Sunday. Now, both teams are going to have to play in this. But last I checked, they were calling for a 70 to 80% chance of rain, temperatures in the, the, the high 50s or low 60s, with 20 to 30 mile an hour swirling winds. So that made that might make all of this deep ball talk a moot point because as strong of an arm as Josh Allen has, I don't want him heaving it up into these crazy chaotic winds trying to find a deep ball. Well, you know, I'm with you in that I, I think Buffalo needs to keep it in as part of their offense. If for no other reason, the threat has to be there in order to keep the safeties from creeping up and playing, you know, within 20 yards of the line of scrimmage. That's not what you want. That that shuts down the running game. Um, but even beyond that, uh, I, I think we're looking for a bit of a slugfest because with those wins, yeah, that that makes the passing game a bit more difficult, especially deep down the field. But also, the slugfest aspect comes from both of these rush defenses are in the top 10 in the NFL. So we may not see a lot of yardage, though I'm looking forward to, once again, seeing what Devin Singletary is going to do. That seems to be something that week after week, Bills fans are clamoring for more from him, and he's an exciting player. Absolutely. But I think we're going to see a healthy dose of Frank Gore because he's become the engine that keeps this offense moving. What do you think? Yeah, I was surprised uh, last week that we didn't see more uh, of Devin Singletary, but I would expect to see a healthy Frank Gore and Devin Singletary. Gore continues to defy father time. He averaged over five yards a carry on his 11 touches against the Dolphins in week seven. And Devin Singletary has shown a penchant for breaking off big explosive runs. I think this, you're right. These are two top 10 rush defenses. I believe only uh, two teams um, have have rushed for over 100 yards against the Eagles uh, this year. Um, they're giving up only 3.7 yards per attempt, which is just phenomenal uh, in this day and age. So I feel like the the Bills have to stay consistent with the ground game. But if they're going to be successful, I expect to see some runs out of the shotgun formation, some runs out of some different formations that aren't automatically telling that it's going to be a running situation because the Eagles are good and quick at filling the gaps and taking away the holes 
that are out there uh, for, for the teams that are trying to run the ball. And this is where it's going to come down to offensive line, too. The Bills got some really good news on uh, Friday in the injury report when Quinton Spain was ruled to be in uh, for Sunday's game. The pressure is really on John Quinton Spain and Mitch Morris and company to open up some big holes because I think there is an opportunity, especially if this gets to be a slop fest where the rain is pouring down and the, and the wind is picking up, the ground game is going to need to be where it's at. If you were Brian Dable, uh, Jamie, and you got the offensive play calling reins for this game, what would you say? Uh, would you would you roll out again some two back sets, or do you think it's more Frank Gore pound it in and then sprinkle in some Devin Singletary? I, I think I would probably do a couple of things. Um, the two tight ends is is a great thing to do, and we're going to see the Eagles do quite a bit of that, which we'll get into a, a, a little later. But I like the concept of. Uh, of having two back sets combined with four wides and letting a guy like Devin Singletary sort of find his holes as the as the defense is spread out. Now, speaking of which, the other side of the ball is going to be it's going to be very challenging because the Eagles have an excellent offensive line. Now, granted, Jason Peters, the former Bill and probably going to be pr- uh, Hall of Fame left tackle, is missing this game. But Andre Dillard, the first-round pick, is going to be taking his place in the lineup. Now, it seems that the, the the scheme for beating the Bills has been laid out the past couple of games, especially against Miami. Star Lutalele is not playing well against the run. Kyle Pecco had been put in the lineup in place of Harrison Phillips as a backup. He wasn't playing well, and in fact, Jordan Phillips, the three-technique defensive tackle, got moved over to the one-technique defensive tackle, which is where the other two were playing because they were playing so poorly. So with Matt Milano, a game-time decision, we don't know what we're going to see on the defense. Looks like this blueprint is going to be used against the Bills for the rest of the year. That's concerning. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, Trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. 
your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, no, I think I definitely think that Matt Milano, uh, if he is not able to give it a go, and I know that McDermott said he's a game time decision, but I honestly, in my heart of hearts, do not expect to see Milano out on the field on Sunday, and that is going to spell trouble uh, for the Bills defense because yes, okay, so there's areas you can attack on this Eagles offensive line, and Andre Dillard, I'm glad you bring him up. He is clearly, like you mentioned, a significant downgrade from Jason Peters. He got pushed around by the defensive line. Um, in in his first start against Dallas on Sunday Night Football last week. And maybe it took some time for him to get his legs about him, but Dillard is clearly a downgrade from Peters. Jerry Hughes, the defensive line, this is going to be key to make up for Milano's absence. They are going to pre- need to pressure and pressure and pressure Carson Wentz and get after him, especially from the blind side. Make Jerry Hughes, to me, we always talk about how good Jerry Hughes is and how good he can be. And I want to see the best Jerry Hughes possible on day because if Jerry has a big game and gets one and a half sacks and a couple of pressures on Wentz, I think the Bills are going to win this game. If he struggles against a subpar lineman like Andre Dillard, the Bills could be in for a long day because not having Matt Milano out there means that the potent one-two combination of tight ends for the Eagles of Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard can run free and run wild over the middle of that field. And with Milano if he is indeed sidelined, that to me is my matchup of the game, Jamie, is seeing how well the Bills do with that two tight end set. I have no doubts for Maine Edmonds of his solid play over the middle of the field as a solid stud linebacker. But Lorenzo Alexander is going to need some help uh, on the other side of the field. And I, don't, I just don't know where the Bills are going to get that from because, you know, this linebacker position has really proven to be a weakness with the lack of depth behind the starting three. What's your assessment on how Buffalo can slow down uh, the one-two punch of Ertz and Goddard? I don't know that they can, honestly. Uh, Dallas Goddard, while a a second stringer in Philadelphia, would be starting for most of the teams in the NFL and certainly for Buffalo. I look at Lorenzo Alexander and I see a player who excels at being up near the line of scrimmage. Bill Parcells once said that players – excel at either moving forward or moving backward. Lorenzo Alexander excels at moving forward, not backward. So that means that he's going to struggle a bit in coverage. Now, Maurice Alexander proved against Miami. He's not that good. Miami actually went after, they attacked Maurice Alexander. 52% of the snaps he was on the field. So they knew that that was a difficult matchup. Now, you put two tight ends on the field, that means that Buffalo is probably going to have th- at least three linebackers on the field. Now, we know Tremaine Edmonds, he's good in coverage. In fact, he's probably better in coverage than he is against the run. However, Matt Milano, excellent in coverage. Lorenzo Alexander, not. Maurice Alexander obviously had his problems against Miami. So what do you do about that? Well, you've got a back coming out of the backfield, which is normally Milano's guy in coverage. That means that one of the safeties is going to have to come up to the line of scrimmage and either cover one of the tight ends or the back coming out of the backfield, which is absolutely going to create mismatches because you'll have Edmonds on one of the tight ends, probably Ertz, but then you're going to have either Lorenzo Alexander or Maurice Alexander on the other tight end, which is going to be 
a terrible mismatch uh, for Buffalo. And I think you're going to see whichever that player is probably picked on quite a bit. Now, how will you combat that? Well, you're going to see a lot of the single high safety. I think you may also see a bunch of three deep zone happening there because I, I think Buffalo is well aware that they can't run with with those horses that, that are out there. And also, you know, you don't want to get your safeties too bottled up near the line of scrimmage because as we saw last week, oh man, no, I'm blanking on his name. And I had a I had a good role going there. What's the name of of the non trade avius Levi Wallace? Okay, in three, two, one. We saw last week Levi Wallace struggle a little bit with big bodied receivers, and Alshon Jeffrey is most likely going to be lined up across from him, and he's six three and has long limbs. I'm concerned about this. I, I think Buffalo is going to have to generate a, a fierce pass rush from their front four, and they haven't shown much of an ability to do that without blitzing. I'm concerned, John. Talk me down off the ledge here. Levi Wallace is going to bounce back. I think uh, Trey White takes on Alshon Jeffrey, and when it comes to the rest of the receivers for the Eagles, Levi Wallace will have the upper hand in trying to shut down and slow down um, their their deep threats because – I just I don't know I don't I don't think the the Eagles are going to win this game by throwing the ball deep and and Buffalo's defense has only given up I believe one play of forty yards or longer this year which is tops in the National Football League so the Bills you get that thing where Bills are really good at stopping the deep ball and the Eagles are not good at completing the deep ball I don't think the Eagles try to dial up the deep passes on Sunday I think that the problem the Bills have to watch out for again is the two two tight end sets. I have very little confidence. I have more confidence in Maurice Alexander stepping up and uh, and and being a, a key playmaker and slowing down Goddard or Ertz than I do Julian Stanford, who would be next in line. Because you got to figure Corey Thompson is probably not going to play in this game on Sunday as well. And if that means the Bills are down Milano and Thompson, you're going to see a healthy dose of Maurice Alexander and Julian Stanford, which of course will be problematic for Bills fans out there. But that. You know, that's one of those things where I think one of the key, uh, the key contributions we have not talked about much yet is the front four. And we talked about Jerry Hughes and what he has to do. And this is a big game for Shaq Lawson to show that he can bull rush the offensive line and get after the quarterback. But my X factor, if you will, that the Bills need to see have a good game is Trent Murphy. Jerry Hughes, we already talked about the matchup he's going to have. He's going to take advantage of Andre Dillard. But between Jordan Phillips going up against the left guard, Isaac Siamalu, who has had a terrible year for Philadelphia, and with Trent Murphy rushing from the other side, these guys, especially Trent, need to get after Carson Wentz. Hughes has had a much bigger presence getting after the quarterback. I think this is the week that Trent Murphy has a breakout explosion game for the Bills. The Bills get three or four sacks of Carson take advantage of a weaker offensive line. And to me, that's going to be the way the Bills neutralize both the downfield deep threats and the tight ends over the middle. That might be optimistic of me, Jamie, but I think this is the week that Trent really has a coming out party. That that would be fantastic. He'll be lined up against Lane Johnson, longtime pro, and we'll see if Lane Johnson can handle his speed. Um, you know, going back to the tight end uh, matchup we were talking about before, I just want to throw a quick stat out there which is the Bills have allowed the second fewest receptions and third fewest yards to tight ends in the NFL so far this season. So maybe I shouldn't feel so much trepidation. It's easy to, Jamie. It's, it's easy to get paranoid because you see these two freak tight ends who have been dominating. But you're right. I'm glad you brought up the fact that 
The Bills have given up the second fewest yards. And by the way, no tight end has found the end zone against Buffalo's defense this year. So that should give Bills some reason for optimism out there. Um, I know that we, during the year when we did our preseason predictions, this game, of course, was circled. It was a marquee matchup. And uh, the Bills' best case scenario was coming into this game with a 5-1 and one record. But this game, Jamie, has taken a different tone now. Now that the Bills are 5-1 and one and at home, this is a game that they should win. The Eagles are wounded. The Bills are more are healthier than Philadelphia. I know that uh, we've talked about the turnover battle and how important it is for the Bills you know, to win this turnover battle. You know, Josh has turned the ball over 12 times with seven interceptions and five fumbles. Carson Wentz can be prone to some interceptions as well. Whoever wins the turnover battle usually has a better chance at winning this game. What do you think? What is your key to the game for Buffalo to come away with a win? And what is your prediction for Sunday? Key to the game is going to be stopping the Eagles within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage, that being the over-the-middle passes and controlling the running game. I, I think when it comes to, it comes down to that on defense, on offense, no turnovers, and control the clock. Well, if the Bills do that, I think they'll have a, a good chance of winning on Sunday. I definitely, I mean, again, it's, it's, a, it's a duh statement, but I want no turnovers. I want Josh to continue to be the game manager. And look, there was this debate that was raging on Twitter and the comments section about how Josh Allen can't be a great quarterback because he doesn't throw for 300 yards. That's bullshit. All right. Josh Allen, what he did, what he did against the Dolphins, you know, he managed the game and didn't turn the ball over. Same thing with his performance against the Tennessee Titans the week prior before the bye. That's what we want to see out of Josh Allen. I don't care if he throws for 500 yards. If the Bills win the game and move the ball efficiently, now I'd love to see more of those first half drives from last week turn into touchdowns versus field goals, but the Bills still hung 31 points on Miami. Granted, it was 24 before um, Micah Hyde had that awesome onside kick return of touchdown, but I think Josh Allen has a great chance to prove to the rest of the league just how good of a quarterback he is. He's facing one of the more suspect secondaries in the league. I see Josh Allen having a really strong performance. I see the Bills moving the ball up and down the field, and I see this game. I'll go Buffalo's going to win this one. Let's pick a fun number. I'll say Buffalo wins 26-20. to 20. Um, It's going to be a one-score game. I see Buffalo winning this one, though. I see them doing just enough to slow down the Eagles' offense. And I see Josh Allen continuing to uh, trend in the right direction. How about yourself, Jamie? Well, this this concept that the Eagles have some sort of advantage going into this game because they're angry about losing their last two games is BS. I, I, I don't want to hear that argument. Every team wants it every week. Um, that said, I, I think that Buffalo is going to struggle with a couple of the matchups. I I think teams are going to figure out how to attack that very thin linebacking crew until Buffalo is back at full health. And if Matt Milano's not in there, uh, that's going to be a problem. Um, Like I said, this is a show me game. What does Buffalo have in them? Well, but we have yet to see the Bills string together 60 minutes of football. And I don't see it happening this week. I I think Buffalo is going to have a wake-up call here. Looking at the Eagles winning this one 24-13, and that is opposite of my prediction beginning of the year when I thought that the Bills were going to steal this game. 
Um, but I, I think that Buffalo is going to struggle in a way that they haven't against these winless teams that they're facing. The only real challenge they've had so far was the Patriots, and we saw what happened there. Um, it was a close game, but the Bills weren't able to pull it off. So don't hurt me, Twitter. Direct all of your hate tweets to at the Jamie D'Amico. Uh, support all of your love tweets for my Bills pick of winning. No, I, in all sincerity, Jamie, I hear where you're coming from, and I could easily see. Look, I could see your scenario taking place. I could see my scenario taking place. The truth is probably somewhere in the middle. It's going to be a close game, in my opinion. I don't see Buffalo losing by two scores unless there's a special teams miscue or if um, if something fluky happens down towards the end of the game. But I see I see Buffalo winning. You see the Eagles winning. That's cool. We have our opinions and we back them up. I just don't think the Eagles are 11 points better than Buffalo, again, unless there's a Josh Allen pick six or something that you know he reverts back and takes a step back from the progress that we've seen. But that's what... Oh, you don't think so? No, I, I don't. I, I honestly... I don't just because I, I don't know. I feel like the Bills, this team, this kind of goes back to what we talked about with the trap game. And I know that it was a lot closer than the Bills fans would have liked. The Dolphins led, you know, 14 to 9 last week. But I think a team needs to get humbled before they take that next step forward in their progression. And I really feel like even though the Bills win last week and everyone talked about how, oh, a win is a win, I think something happened in that locker room where a lot of the veterans were like, hey, we survived this game. It was closer than it should have been. Let's not take anybody for granted. And when you have a wounded team coming to town, superior teams strike and punish them for their weaknesses. And I see Sean McDermott's boys just coming out, playing with their hair on fire. Now the rain might douse that on Sunday, but the, the energy is going to be there. The passion is going to be there. That's why I'm calling for a Bills win. But hey, you're right. They're going to show us a lot on Sunday. Well, I think you're stupid. <laughs> Whoa. Well, you know what, damn it. I will defer right to say that because we live in America, damn it. And the First Amendment's a beautiful thing out there. So you're welcome to your opinions. And, uh, you know, the fun is we'll get to have some uh, some humble pie either eaten by myself or by my co host, Jamie D'Amico, when we recap this podcast uh, coming up, when we recap the uh, the week eight game coming up early next week. But again, it'll be fun to see what happens on Sunday. The Bills going for a six and one start. Even if they lose on Sunday, you still have to feel good about the fact that the Bills have five wins. And not to get too nerdy, but this is an NFC opponent. So if they were to lose a game, losing to an NFC team is much better, of course, than the in-conference games that would hurt when it comes towards standings for wild cards. But we're getting way ahead of ourselves. Bills have to go out there and just ball out and try to get the win. Jamie has them losing 24-13. I have the Bills winning 26 to 20 again you can direct all your support or hate on twitter to at the jamie d'amico and i am at john boccasino b-o-c-c-a-c-i-n-o follow our main buffalo rumblings account at buff b-u-f-f rumblings and of course get on the bandwagon and follow this podcast make sure to become a subscriber by searching buffalo rumblings in your podcast platform of choice for my esteemed colleague jamie d'amico i'm going to go think long and hard about my prediction and hope that it comes true on sunday but this has been bill leave a buffalo bills fan podcast we'll be back next week recapping week eight